0: Welcome to Screen Talk, IndieWire's weekly podcast. I'm Eric Cohn, the Executive Editor and Chief Critic, joined as always by Ann Thompson, our Editor-at-Large. And and I'd like to say that Oscar season is over and we can just talk about Sundance, but uh, nominations are less than a week away, so we should probably get into those things. Even though voting is closed uh, and the campaigns are kind of quiet right now, there's still a lot of uncertainty about exactly what's going to happen come Tuesday early morning, and I have a feeling I'm probably going to be pissed off about a bunch of things. What about you?
1: Well, I think it's it's going to be interesting because, um, you know, when you have a, a possibility of from five to ten best picture candidates, um, it can go usually – in recent years the the you know this is where all the different branches of the academy vote for for best picture and you can have support from actors and you can have support from the different crafts and you can look at all the guild nominations that have been revealed in the past week or so and see where the strength lies And I just put up a story about the Best Picture candidates based on the top five uh, Directors Guild nominees, which I did last year also. Um, So it's it's basically you know is it Roma? Is it A Star Is Born? Is it Green Book? Um, Is it Vice? Uh, Or 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 you know and 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 or is it Black Klansman? So you have Spike Lee, Peter Farrelly. Alfonso Cuarón, um, and you have, uh, Adam McKay and, and, you know, which one is really going to go all the way, uh, to best picture. And then, you know, if they have from five to 10, you could end up with the favorite or about Black Panther, uh, you know, and then if you looked at the producers guild list of 10, and again, I don't think it's going to necessarily be 10, you could have. Uh, something like um, they have three films that are long shots in, for, in my view, which are Bohemian Rhapsody, Crazy Rich Asians, and um, what's that last one? Quiet Place. Because Each they're just not well. Along. Yeah, yes. they're really not Oscar-y, and they're not well-reviewed,
0: really. And we haven't been hearing as much about. They have support. All three of them have
1: support, especially Bohemian Rhapsody. If I go around talking to people, I get into fights with people about (laughs) Bohemian Rhapsody. So we
0: arrive at at the first thing that could really piss me off on Tuesday morning. I mean, that movie, yeah, okay, I don't know who you're talking to. I have not heard even the slightest convincing case for, for the quality of that movie. The performance, maybe I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, Me too. I'm not going to argue with
1: Rami Malek. It's a great performance. But there's no.
0: But what compare is it Arden to
1: anymore? a Stars Born. I mean, what? in <laughs> Stars Born, they create new music, which is convincing and popular. "Shallow" is one of the great songs. They sing uh, live. Uh-huh. Uh, you it's know, better.
0: It's a better movie. He learned how to that.
1: play the guitar. It's a much Nobody better movie.
0: Nobody could say otherwise. How, are you telling me people there are people who think Bohemian Rhapsody is actually better than a Star? They is born? they
1: compare them as if they're the same thing, and 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 what they love, which they don't seem to recognize, is Queen. <laughs> Everybody loves Queen. It's yeah. not an issue, but Queen is so huge and so popular and so deeply embedded in people's psyches. They just have a it's like a a pleasure. Uh, switch gets turned on when they watch bohemian rhapsody they yeah, don't recognize been that been it's a, not a good movie
0: could have been like a black screen playing that music
1: now now original, no, no. they made it a perfectly commercial pleasant enjoyable movie it's just that we're talking about the best picture race here and you and i happen to take that seriously yeah um, i
0: do care i mean I, that's the thing that i think is sort of lost in this i'm not just sort of like the critic who thumbs his nose at the oscars i do think that they have this tremendous potential to lift up movies of quality to a higher degree of visibility. Sometimes they help advocate for artists who, who can benefit from that. And so to see Aroma or even whatever might happen with First Reformed or whatever might happen with Beale Street get into that conversation is really exciting. And it validates a lot of what we do throughout the year to champion these kinds of films. But then when you see this middle junk like Bohemian Rhapsody, Or even something, I'm sorry, I know you like it, but Green Book, where my views have evolved as I've listened to some really compelling arguments.
1: We've all listened to compelling arguments, and we all recognize that this is a movie that is designed to make white people feel good and is very successful at doing so. And some of them have listened to the arguments you and I have been exposed to and say they don't care, and um, they still think it's a good movie. And other people are, are more persuaded that perhaps the point of view uh, of Don Shirley was not entirely represented in this, in this movie.
0: And it's just not enough to point to Octavia Spencer and be like, well, she said it was okay. I mean, that's also kind of insulting in a way.
1: I give her uh, you know, respect in terms of, her. You know, she thought it was okay, she thought it was fine. Um, the movie is fine, it, you know, it's just, here's the question. Are these? I mean, there's another argument against Black Klansmen that it too fictionalizes uh, its subject to 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 a ridiculous
0: degree. But uh, that one is is less. I mean, I, I understand what Boots Riley did. There there is a historical and cultural issue at hand with some of the ways that the story unfolds in Black Klansmen, but it has such identity and rage that you absolutely can can get behind in a way that I think that uh, you know something like Green Book is. Or, I mean, look, I don't want to just slag on Greenwood, but the larger point I'm making is just, like, it could get a ton of nominations, and I I feel like there are other movies that deserve...
1: It would have been the front runner, and you could always argue that there are people out there that are dive-bombing it, you know, other campaigns, because they recognize that it's a threat. It is a hugely popular movie, and... And, there's, and the, the Academy is still dominated uh, by white men who love the movie. So, it, you know, it's going to go far. Um, but I'm arguing um, in my story that Roma, which um, I worried about for a long time because I, I, I could tell that a lot of people hadn't seen it, that not everybody loved it, but I feel a surge you know, I see. I feel. I feel a, a change in the force. You know, it's just won So many things: Golden Globes, uh, Critics' Choice Awards, which are very. The Choice Awards are very predictive of the Oscars, and it seems to have been seen now by more people. And this campaign that Netflix has mounted, the theaters that are still playing the movie a month after it's it's gone on Netflix. Um, just the love for it that I feel uh, I'm beginning to think that this is the one that will actually go, go all the way uh,
0: to number which one, is, because of passion that thing about it. It's, it, it almost feels like it's, it's the movie that had the most support early on. And, and it seemed like from there critics
1: were... though. So yeah, critics, but, you need other support to support the critical support.
0: That. I mean, remember that the jury at Venice had, Guillermo del Toro and Naomi Watts and people like that, like it, it it was very much appreciated by a larger community of influencers who also really treasure Quaron as a filmmaker, probably a lot of actors who want to work with him and that kind of thing. I just, I just feel like Roma is a movie that seems to some degree unassailable. Again, you can argue about representation in a movie like this, but not in the same way you could with the, the middle-brow stuff that we've been talking about falls into a different kind of category. The, the craftsmanship is just superb. It's a movie that, because critics support it, has maintained its role in the conversation in a way that hasn't seemed problematic in the media in a media context. And then when other people see it, to a large degree, they are satisfied with it. More people are satisfied with Roma than they are with Bohemian Rhapsody. That's got to be true.
1: I like to think that that's true, Eric. I really do. And by the way, if you go through um, all of the signposts of support, the movie that has every single guild and, and SAG Ensemble, which is a huge deal, SAG Ensemble means you have support from the actor's branch, which is the largest branch of the Academy. So A Star is Born, if you look at the signposts, is actually ahead still. But it doesn't have that that gravitas, and I know I keep saying that, and people make fun of me for saying the same thing over and over. But it's a thing. It's how does the academy put itself forward in front of the world, you know? And they like to go with something groundbreaking, something socially responsible, something like Twelve Years a Slave or The Shape of Water or Spotlight or Moonlight. These are all they all fit the same thing. Um, in this case, I say it's Roma over a Starsborn, even though Starsborn has every single guild lined up. Uh, it just hasn't been winning that many things.
0: I almost feel like there's something about a Starsborn that never quite crystallized, which was the movie does a lot of work on its own, but the people needed to feel more authentic on the campaign trail because Cooper and Lady Gaga, we all know that, that they're, they're hand holding. And exchanging looks at each other on stage was like very rehearsed. You look at their speeches that they've given; they're not very interesting. I know
1: in the it's, true. it's true. It's true. I couldn't agree more.
0: I, mean, I don't know why. Himself. I don't know
1: what it, what it is. There's something fake that we're re, that we see, that we re, respond to, um, and and uh, I don't know. That's inside this bubble. I don't know how how much it translates in terms. It's a very popular movie. It's going to get a lot of nominations. Um, but I believe the passion is with Roma. Um, you know, it's a it, better it, movie.
0: Let's be honest. It is a better movie than The Star Is Born. You it and I think it's it.
1: a better movie. <laughs> it I, is i and i and i i, I know it's 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 a, it breaks rules i mean the more i learn about how roma actually got made the more amazed i am i mean this this man Quaron. Took some of the top sophisticated craftspeople, you know, in the sound side, and and uh, the, the, the the production designer Caballero, and and he built these extraordinary sets, and he yeah, I mean people don't that. No, yeah. it has the it has the production values of of a major Hollywood movie, although it only cost about 15 million dollars. It was done in Mexico, but without a big cast or anything, but. It's extraordinary. The The set for the house that they shot in for six months, the 110 day shooting schedule, the sound schedule alone was beyond anything that a major studio, top of the line, um, you know, sound nominee, you know, like a Mission Impossible or a Bond or some big studio movie like that, a Transformers movie beyond what they would do. They spent time mixing and moving in the Dolmy Atmos and the surround and all the stuff they did, breaking the rules of how you do sound. That's yeah. why I think it's sort of it's sort of comparable to Life of Pi or or um,
0: It's better than Life of Pi. No, but.
1: no, no. I mean <laughs> I know it, what you're it, saying. No, it's is. about the craft. It's about rec- the craft side but. of the academy. Recognizes all these rules that he broke and how he, well, which he is, did something like that. What's this. interesting
0: about it, though, or is Mad that it Max is, Fury Road—that's my other things. comparison. Yeah, but I mean, when you watch those movies, you kind of, you kind of know you, know, you know, you're watching Mad Max. It's like a dystopian thing. You know that, but when, with Roma, it's much subtler. Like first time I saw that movie, I didn't know about all the set design stuff because it's not in your it fooled place. you.
1: It fooled you. No, I mean you. it's
0: not it's a, it's a it's a very subtle kind of period piece. Certainly people who lived in Mexico City during that time might be able to identify certain things that are, are different now and how much they were able to to evolve the environment as a whole. But I will say that you know the favorite also feels like a major accomplishment to me in the in those terms in that it is a very bizarre period piece that was made by it we, you know, with studio money, And I mean, Jorgos Lanthimos gets away with a lot of stuff too. And, you know, I'm sort of bummed, although not altogether surprised, that that movie doesn't seem to be kind of holding its own in the conversation in the same kind of way. But everybody I talked to really loves it. I don't know a lot of people. It has actor
1: it. support in the sense that it, and it got BAFTA support, obviously. It's the front runner at the BAFTA. So you know that it has the Brits behind it, and you know that it has actors behind it. All three of those actors and Olivia Colman could win, you know, even though there's been support for Lady Gaga and, and Glenn Close, who shared the Best Actors yes, Prize at the Critics' Choice. Said, yeah. So there's a three-way race there, clearly a three-way race. But I still bet that, that uh, off the bat to push, uh, Olivia Colman will, will, will come out um, uh, ahead on that. And I think Christian Bale will come out ahead on Vice um, which is also a strong contender. It's gotten lots and lots and lots of support, um, but, even but though it's, it's not a box office hit or
0: or yeah. anything
1: like that. It is
0: fair to to assume that if it win, if it, the only category where it really is a front runner in a major category is is Christian Bale and makeup, hair and, and makeup. Right, right. Well, that although it.
1: Bohemian Rhapsody is is a strong contender against cause of the him
0: because of Rami Malek.
1: Yeah yeah <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> and, they,
1: and if Bohemian Rhapsody is is as popular as it clearly is, it's 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 possible that 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 could surge forward uh, as the one win for that movie that people really like. Um, vice Vice could be could be the movie that loses steam uh, going forward.
0: Um, and then, where does all of this leave? It feels. Was it feels like you could talk just too small, quote unquote, of a movie to permeate conversation? It's about how many watch. people
1: saw it. It's about how many people saw it. But the word of mouth I get on it, as much as I admire it, and I've seen it twice, and I do think it's better on the second viewing. It is muted. It is quiet. It is a. It is an elegant, delicate flower. It is a beautiful film. Um, but not everyone appreciates its virtues. It's, but then, it's on a, the
0: nomination front, the question is just how much about you know we we know that Regina King remains the front runner for supporting. That's actors, what's going to happen. I hope. But then, remember, Barry she Beckins, didn't get a
1: SAG and, nomination, so that's not a for sure thing. But I'm sure they will. I'm pretty sure they will.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just she's been the, she's been winning. War, yeah, but then, what about Barry Jenkins? What about Best Picture? You
1: I don't know, think the, so. I think screenplay, it won. Screenplay adapted, it beat Black Klansman, which surprised me. That's the one Critics' Choice win where I say that may not repeat at the Oscars. You know, that, that Black Klansmen would be the more likely winner because they love Black Klansmen, and it's doing really well in a lot of these um, categories uh, across these guilds, but it's not necessarily going to win anything else.
0: Well, if, so. if if the main, the only thing that comes out of Spike Lee trying to dial back his Spike Lee personality to, to you know, campaign for this movie for months and months and months. Is you Spike mean,
1: was... when you say dial back, you mean that he's behaving himself and not yeah. getting into trouble. He's not
0: fighting. But he, 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 he not... isn't
1: dialing back. He's charming the no, he, pants he, off I, of people. I, yeah,
0: specifically what I mean is that he is not getting into... He's he being a good boy. Fighting yeah and and believe me that, he knows it oh, I mean, yeah. he's well I have,
1: aware of what he's not saying i've had
0: some uh, encounters with him uh you know backstage before moderating some things where i have seen the other personality and confirmed that you know the, the the fight and spike side is is still very much in there and ready to come out at the right moment and maybe that moment will be on the stage at the oscars i mean if he if Win. he actually
1: wins, yeah. I mean just
0: imagine, <laughs> you know, what the what he could say, what he could do. That Is, would be he, a
1: moment that he deserves to get because he's only been nominated, remember, twice. Yeah, he, he has reminded for people
0: screenplay about that gameplay
1: for Do the Right Thing and once for four little girls. And 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 that's it, you know, over all these years, from that's Malcolm X to narrative. any number of other films that simply didn't get the recognition that he deserved.
0: I know everybody says, like, Glenn Close, oh, it's her time or whatever, but Spike Lee, it's his time. I mean, and oh, also, no one like, else
1: directed movie. that movie. It's so Spike. It's so Spike.
0: Yeah. Also, I mean, you go back to Cannes and the, the statements, all the – you talked about the Charlottesville footage at the end of the movie at the Cannes press conference. You should watch it online if you haven't. It it's just goes fiery. All that Trump. Yeah. But that was sort of – I think that set the narrative for this movie very early on in a way that's, that's been continuous that's that's pretty gratifying no I mean people
1: liberal people in the academy are very liberal and that actually plays into a number of things it plays into Roma it definitely plays into black Klansmen it plays into also <laughs> Green book and vice I mean these are very political movies in their own way and um, and and they they, they make uh, liberals feel good
0: yeah so there are liberals <laughs> feel good that's not that hard. <laughs> it's you know remind them of their ideals and, and give them a the happy but way.
1: this is about what the, this is what the best picture race is all about yeah. you know yeah. so which one ticks the most like stars born ticks another box which is the showbiz box you know the yeah. artist did well the, the night nice you know, hat on the back. birdman did yeah. well now but i would say the negative on stars born one of the reasons i think it isn't taking off the way we would have expected it to as, although it's totally respected and people really do think that Bradley Cooper did an amazing job, is that it's a remake. It's it, They don't want to say it's a remake. They want to say it's a reinvention or an update or a reimagining or whatever. It's a remake <laughs> of, yeah. of a movie that's been done four times.
0: Yeah. No, and, and also, I mean, I guess in the context of this is an, a movie about showbiz, it's maybe not the the happiest one. I mean... You know it doesn't it doesn't portray it in in a positive light it's not celebrating showbiz like the artist was celebrating kind of the legacy of hollywood so you know it's not quite in that same category it's, it's just right. hard to
1: imagine that it's going to only win best song, which is a possibility.
0: I'm good. I just You know what? I'm, I'm looking forward to an, uh, an era in which we don't have to think about that song all the time and get it stuck in our head. It's, it's a sticky it's, um, song.
1: It's Ugh. a sticky song. It's hard really, to get rid of.
0: Oh, please go away. <laughs> so there's, I guess two categories that First Reformed maybe could get into with, with Schrader. I first think it will. And Ethan I it will. I believe it will. Yeah, but I, mean, I looked
1: it up, and it's all—all all the support for First Reformed is is from critics, and I want it to get into Ethan Hawke, and and I want who did not get a SAG nomination, but that's not surprising. It's a mainstream group. The Academy goes, and this is one reason why someone like—it's um, unlikely, but I mean, we we can expect. That they will take a, a, they will go for someone like Charlotte Rampling or, or Marion Cotillard or, or, Juliette Binoche. I mean, these things do happen. They don't, they don't always uh, stick to to the same uh, group of people that are on the SAG noms.
0: Yeah. So, if Schrader's nominating for screenplay, that will be his first nom. This seventy-two-year-old. Unbelievable. So if he, but if he gets in, you know maybe there will be a strong narrative to make in the weeks leading up to the ceremony that this is actually his time.
1: Yeah. By the way, the Scriptor Awards, which are not for original screenplays but for are, are adapted, and it's it's a it's a group sort of like the AFI that's made up, and I'm in the I'm one of the the people. Um, it's a bunch of screenwriters and critics and academics and and uh, industry people, producers um, who vote for this. And so, as as such, as this kind of mix. Um, they're actually very predictive. The winners of the Scriptors have been the winners for the last eight years of the adapted screenplay Oscar. Mm. And so um, the fact that Leave No Trace got in, the WGA didn't nominate it, but it wasn't eligible. Mm. So that is a possibility that Deborah Granite could wind up in the Oscar race as an adapted screenplay nominee. It's a
0: good, it's a good screenplay. I, I do, I do think that. I mean, to see and to see the two of them in there, that would feel really good. That would be a really nice category.
1: That would be nice. And Black Klansman did not make the
0: scriptors, which really surprised me. Well, I mean, if you actually look at the script, I mean, the, so, the one thing that we didn't talk about when we were saying how great would it be to see Spike win is that it's a Spike movie for reasons that have something to do with the direction of the film and and the the writing. Of the film is. It's enjoyable in part. It's more about the
1: directing. I agree with that, but they tend to do that. Like they give they give the the uh, they they tend to go with the screenplay over the director
0: sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the last category that I would say might be worth talking about is foreign because okay, so obviously Roma gets in there. It's a front runner, but I almost even though you know I'm a big fan of that movie. would rather see other things kind of stand out there, and I guess if Cold War gets in, it could be the upset.
1: There is and- a possibility that Pawlikowski, who did get a BAFTA nomination, which by the way has to do with the fact that he lives in in England, he's 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 he lives there, so he's a he's a Brit in effect. Um, but that's a lot. They, they the the director branch is more foreign, more sophisticated. Uh, they go with Mike Lee. They go uh, with Michael Haneke. I mean, they do that. So it's possible. But I would think Lanthimos, who did not get a DGA, would be the one to get in there.
0: Yeah, well, that would be nice to see.
1: And I, I want to see Kugler get in. But the the support I saw for Black Panther I mean, ha- is not as wide as, as I would have liked. It's gotten a lot of good crafts. It could win production design and costume design.
0: Yeah. Now, there, it's, it's, I mean it's been an amazing campaign to watch that Panther evolve also as a cultural phenomenon. As, yes. As a whole, but, you know, it's, but there's
1: only so far apparently that exactly it could go. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, and we should also mention documentary of course, where, you know, the same things we've been talking about for a while are probably going to get in with, um, you know, the Mr. Rogers documentary with uh, uh, Free Solo with uh, I guess RGB you
1: know, it, it, I expect those, and and I think I about. think that um, minding the gap, yeah, will get in as well. Um, and uh, I could see. Uh, I'm not sure about three identical strangers. I mean, it's certainly a strong contender, um, but uh, they might go with uh, a fathers and sons, and, and and that that would be awesome if yeah, if it would be one of
0: those two. I think that that makes a lot of sense. So should we
1: talk about And that? they'll do what? Won't You Be My Neighbor, I'm sure. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's
0: a no-brainer. Film festivals, speaking of Won't You Be My Neighbor, which we saw almost a year ago at the Sundance Film Festival, so that's right around the corner. Where but they we,
1: have a very strong lineup of of docs every year, and I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, American Factory. I'm looking forward to Apollo 11. Um, there's, but you know
0: that everybody's going to be talking about Leaving Neverland on that first Friday, the four hour. There's the
1: Michael time. Jackson expose.
0: Yeah, Bad
1: boy. Tough. Yes. Well, and then we have Untouchable, easy. the Harvey Weinstein documentary, also.
0: Yeah. It's always interesting to go into. You know, there's going to be some hot button issues. Tony
1: Morrison documentary out. might be interesting. There's today. another
0: Steve Bannon documentary. I mean, there's
1: a Roy Cohn documentary from yeah. Matt Turnhour.
0: Yeah. Lots of stuff that, I mean, it's just the question of which one of these are really going to stand out as crowd pleasers or reveal some really important information and which ones are going to be, you know, like solid portraits that aren't necessarily going to be more than just that. And, you know. So next kind of,
1: week like, we'll, we'll be, we'll be uh, reporting from uh, Park City, Utah from our condo in yep, the snow.
0: Yep. In the snow. I'm, I'm, I've been in L.A. all week dealing with your your rainy weather. I'm going the back. The worst to rain ever. <laughs> just in time for a crazy snowstorm. And then I'll just go from there into the mountains of Colorado. So it, it has not been a good month for weather. But fortunately, we make a living sitting indoors watching things on screens and stuff. So.
1: Unusually. Um, you, uh, we've already gotten the South by Southwest lineup. And there were some changes this year you reported on air. Yeah
0: thank you for reminding me of a sunny environment where i'll be watching movies. And a little further down the road it actually it's nice so you a lot of times oscar nominations come out during Sundance. south by lineup comes out after and so you know we have to like deal with this the oscar news cycle in the middle of sundance and then go straight into south by south by moved up its uh deadline uh, uh, this, this past year and uh, had to announce earlier in part because Sundance itself is, end- is the dates are later so when Sundance ends on February 4th it, it doesn't it, 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 it's harder for South By to kind of squeeze into that window to make an announcement so late in the game so they, they announced before which I actually appreciate because I, it gives you a much better sense of what the first quarter uh, of, of new movies is going to look like at least in terms of stuff that's being introduced into the market and that we'll be covering. So I'm, I think it, it looks kind of promising. You know, that it, I can't tell if it's that there was a lot of stuff that didn't get in to Sundance that, that trickled down to South by or if it's just that there's a lot of stuff being made right now. You look at the the South by lineup, and there's a lot of really interesting stuff. No, I
1: looked at it, but what I what struck me about it I mean, the Seth Rogen, uh, Charlize Theron movie is an obvious example. Seth Rogen is someone who's gone to South by over and over and over him, right? and and launched his movies there. I've interviewed him there, launched his movies there successfully, and and he's an example of that kind of alamo draft house mentality that sort of goes across the country a, a sort of relatively young relatively hip relatively male kind of uh, sensibility that i think yeah. uh now i know jana pearson is booking a lot of movies directed by women and she she discovered lena dunham i'm i'm not arguing with that but that is part of the identity
0: it's not a dude fest as much as people think but but texas itself as a third generation texan i i, I I'm fully aware of the fact that this, this state, which often feels like its own country, has a very masculine identity, and that bleeds into even its hippest, most liberal town. But the, the program itself, I mean, look, the the narrative competition, which a lot of unknown stuff, I don't know who these people are, but it seems to be half-women directors. Um, there There's a lot of interesting movies throughout the lineup from from women, including a new Lynn Shelton movie starring Mark Maron that's in the narrative spotlight, which... You know her movies tend to go to Sundance.
1: I love Lynn Shelton. That's
0: very interesting. I'm glad she hasn't made a movie unless she made a movie two years ago that was more of a drama. I don't I don't know if this is a comedy per se, but it seems to be a real showcase for Marion, who's a funny guy. So that that looks promising to me. And and the Seth Rogan movie you mentioned, directed by Jonathan Levine, which is still untitled. You know, it's not just a Seth Rogan movie. It's a Seth Rogan and Charlie Sarin movie, and it's it's supposed to be this this romance where she's secretary of state and he's a journalist, that she was his high school crush or something like that, or babysitter. I didn't totally get it, but it, it may be as much a platform for her as it is for him. You know, it, it it's a tough thing to totally assess th- this stuff, but I will say that the most exciting thing for me to go, going to film festivals has nothing to do with which movies are going to get the most media attention or even continue over into the Oscar season, like a quiet place did out of, South by last year and and baby driver the year before that, it's more about the movies that are clearly never going to get to that point, but are really fun to talk about and champion and tell my friends to go see because some of them will love them and some of them will be like, why did you do that to me? I mean, there's a vision section at South by that has stuff that looks bizarre, like a documentary entirely about the history of the song who let the dogs out. I mean, a guy spent, like, eight years researching that song and made a movie about it. That's the part of it. <laughs> you I'm love go, it. I'll, of course I'll go through the studio <laughs> stuff. And I'm really excited to see how people react to Harmony Korine's Beach Bum, which is also... Oh,
1: yeah, your fave.
0: It's going to be some wild, bigger stuff, but that's not, you know, the most exciting part of this. And I think at Sundance, it'll be a similar kind of a thing. It's really going to be... We'll get into this next week, but it'll be really gratifying, I think, to see just how much we can dig into this lineup and find the stuff that isn't that you know, kind of worth talking about because everybody's talking about it, but worth talking about it because without being able to go see these movies at Sundance, nobody would be talking about. It. So Well the
1: trick with Sundance, is, as we all know, is that there's so many new movies that nobody's seen yet that there's no buzz yeah. on, that making your Selection and figuring out your schedule is the whole thing, and it's really upsetting, as you and I were discussing the other day, that you're not going to be able to see all of them. And you know you're going to make some mistakes. I mean, I could just settle in at the Eccles, but if I do that, I'm going to miss a lot of good things.
0: Yeah. Well, next week, as we adjust to the altitude, we'll get we'll get those lists together. We'll compare some notes, and I promise I'll I'll push you to see some stuff that you might not otherwise be checking out. Seems like there's a lot of potential. Until then, and it's great talking to you. And I will see you in Park City. Later, Eric.